Do you want a watermelon? No, I'm alright. What about a puppy? Yeah, sure. So Domino's. Domino's. We should get a, a <laughs> yeah, yeah. discount. Domino's, in fact, just go on that conversation, has a section on their website where you type in your postcode and it tells you what deals they are. Yeah. that's Why what would you ever pay full price at Domino's? I don't know. That's what I'm confused about. Oh. Why can't I do that? Why do I have to, like, and I, this, is, this is not the only time I've done this, where you say to someone, mm-hmm. I'm going to order Domino's, can I borrow someone's phone so I can oh. have the deals? Now, I'm going to, <laughs> the big thing about this as well, you, do you go to Subway much? Uh, on occasion. I go there less now. I used to go there a lot. Do you know they've got this thing? Here's a massive free endorsement for Subway. You're welcome. You can pay us if you like. Please Subway. Do. do you know they've got a, an Eat Fresh Club? Yeah, they had it in the UK before I left, but they took them okay. ages to get it here. Yeah, It's here. They don't have an app, which is really weird, but they've got a mobile-friendly website. And you just go to Subway or like Subway Eat Fresh Club. I'd bookmark this if I were you. And you create a free account. And what that lets you do is, as a user, first off, you get a free foot long. Or gotta a five, love, five dollar foot long. Gotta love having a whole 12 inches. I love 12 inches. <laughs> twice as much. More than twice as much than a six inch. But just by being a member on this, you get always you get savings. Like you quite often get like a five dollar foot long, which is a big deal yeah. now. They're nearly $10 down. And all you have to do is sign up to a free account. And they've got this plastered on their boards and get this you'll sign up and they've got a, a coupon on their website so what you're going to do is you sign into the website you show them your phone and they're meant to click redeem so you can only yep. use it once i hope they don't catch on to this but if you show if them you, that if you're trying to get them get them to sponsor us they might catch on they, they might catch <laughs> on. here's the thing though like most of the time the person that's serving you is like they look at it and they're like is this a scam what's what's the eat fresh club and they oh, read you it get that as well and then it's behind. If they had it turned around, they would have seen that they're advertising <laughs> this thing. And they don't click redeem. So often, the sales you get once, you get multiple times because they never do it. They never check it. But if you go to Subway and you don't check out what's, what specials you're going on, you're, being, you're, wasting, you're wasting pennies. I had something similar at work, yes, uh, not yesterday, the other day, where one of the people I work with just came up to me and was like, hey, Baxter, can I, do you have a Rebel account? Rebel, the sports store. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, why? She's like, oh, because they've got a special offer on for Rebel, for members only. And I actually tried to convince her, you can sign up for free. It does not take long. <laughs> you have to give them your name and address. And she was still like, yeah, but I could just give them yours. <laughs> so in the end, I, I was like, in enough. the end, I was like, here's my postcode. So she went in and she gave them my postcode and address. And they went, yeah, sure. Here's your, here's here's your thing, men- Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's your thing, Andrew. And you can have the discount and those points go on your card and she came back like thank you I'm like I think you did me the favour yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going cheesy crust oh wait, I've never had cheesy crust oh how have you never had cheesy crust well because it's an extra so right. this is exciting because I've, you never go extra well I never I always I'm going like, to spoil you now I, I'm going to no no, 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 no it's happening no I'm, I'm excited about this spoil. I'm, um, like, I'm willing to go in on this but normally I'm getting like the, the it's not a 3.95 pizza but whatever is the cheapest pizza are you good with spicy stuff? Sure, let's do it. You sure? You know what I found out recently? What? I could be crazily allergic to avocado. Right. Please do not go avocado pizza. Uh, and I only uh, say this because when we were in Melbourne, uh, we went out for breakfast and it, Nat and I just went out for breakfast. It was, it was kind of cool, just the two of us. And we went to this cute little cafe and I thought, you know what? 
stuff being fussy, stuff being always set in your ways, always getting the same thing. Let's get something, something adventurous. And adventurous for Mark is <laughs> muffins with bacon and avocado. And maybe tomatoes. <laughs> wow, really pushing the boat out. Oh, there. it is, it is, it is for me. And avocado, that sounds very um, cultured to me. Cultured. I cultured. So I had it and, you know, quite enjoyed it. Have you seen how they're doing like a 20 minute guarantee now? Sweet. Start the timer. No, I don't need it. Start the car. They'll, they'll be here within 20 minutes anyway. Damn it. Are they that? that well, good on their it's, it's, it's about 20 minutes. I mean, it's. Like I I don't see how they like what they do to guarantee that, apart from I guess push everyone else out of the way, but it costs three extra bucks, so no. Three extra bucks Although, to get the guarantee. Yeah. That's rubbish. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you, well they they have. <laughs> no 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 no. A guarantee is a guarantee no matter what you pay. No no you you buy like the insurance. Uh, no, it's not insurance. It's the, the gamble. Gambling—it's not gambling. It is. It is. It is. But you're it's saying a wager. Like, it is. It is. It's saying like we'll pay you three bucks, and if you don't do it right, you give us however much we paid. Is that what? Is that what you mean? Let's uh, find out. It's an add-on. Like you choose your seat on your airplane. You choose whether we have the gamble. You choose whether you get, you know, a seat. I think that's rubbish. So do we manage to order? Yeah, pretty sure. Oh, there that's it is. Fantastic. Conditions apply. Oh, what are conditions? This is rubbish. If you have to pay more, you have to pay three dollars. No, you can't do that. I tell you, it's really safe to do so. Oh, there's all, in the first sentence, there's a, a caveat. Uh, that's an no algorithm rubbish. for online orders based on various factors. We have worked on a new technology. This is safety size. On to, 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 to. No, no, this is rubbish. If, if your delivery meets our algorithmic criteria, if you're close enough, it's not hard. You will be offered to purchase the guarantee option. So basically, if we could order, if we can deliver to you in twenty minutes anyway. We will charge yeah. you. We'll flog you an extra three. Bucks. We will charge you more. So you are closer no. to the store, and no. because of that, we will no. charge you. Right. They should have made it thirty minutes. Made it free. That's how you get more business. You don't have conditions to a good deal. I mean, I've never been to a place where it's got like your pizza within thirty minutes. Or it's short. like saying no. This is like saying, hey, uh, we've got a with conditions, right? We've got a ten kilogram steak, and if you eat it, it's free. But <laughs> it'll cost you five dollars to try like no one would ever do it because the odds are against you like if they're out if they've got algorithms and new technology they're going to make damn well certain that they can get it within 20 minutes yeah just like this state they're going to make damn well certain you can't eat 10 kilograms I, of steak I, I can probably tell you right now what their algorithm is as well now it's called <laughs> google maps, google maps <laughs> yes <laughs> oh that's rubbish that is bad luck that is a scam but we're still going to buy from you because you're cheap. Oh, we did. We're just not going to listen to your scam. <laughs> oh, dear. I can't believe that. And we've got this Android, this uh, robot that will deliver to you, not now, but sometime in the future. That's what that's oh, about, that's, right? that's, that's never going to make what it. What is that here, about? Is it? That, is, delivery vehicle. that is entirely... It's a, just a marketing thing, right? Yeah. It's just a marketing stunt. Like, I don't even think it's going to be used. Oh, they, they've done those films, haven't they? I reckon, you know, and those obviously would have been like... We're just going to have someone controlling it remotely mm -hmm. in the hedge. Or probably not. They're probably stood behind the camera, but I like to think they're in a hedge. Um, and they're going to drive it up to these people. And say, that is not going to happen. It's like, oh, did you see the Amazon drone? Oh, man, I was just, I've got another one for this to beat you. But yeah, <laughs> Amazon yeah. drones. Was, like, was that yeah. April Fool's? No, that was a real thing. They're like, no, 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 no. 
no, pretty sure they're April Fools. No, they're like this, this. They're like we're not. No, it's still in the very early development. But we plan to have it so that you can no, have. Cool BS. I'm gonna, I'm gonna You're gonna search it. it. I'm gonna search it. I'm gonna search as well. So you. Oh no, you, yeah, you do. Yeah, you're there. There's a um. <laughs> so there's a lot of websites that do either April Fools or the latest trend is doing Black Friday things. You know how Black Friday is this big thing. If you watch South Park, Black Friday Bungaroo. So, and it's <laughs> Bungaroo. Bungaroo. Yeah, he's presenting the Black Friday Bungaroo. And. uh Come on, please say that. For right, these videos for Jones. January 18th, it was wow. That is a real... So it is a real thing. So Amazon reckons they're going to get drones to fly I'm things I'm going to go to the Wikipedia page because that's how I do all these stuff. All these things. Uh, currently in development. Uh, it was announced on December the 1st. This is the biggest long... I reckon it's going to be the biggest April Fool's. It's not... I think it's going to tell oh. April Fool's. Like, April Fool's, we were lying all along. That's, that's not how an April Fool's works. <laughs> so just... Oh, before I lose my train of thought. Um... I'm starting you, to you already have, haven't you? you were, we were talking about you had a better one than Amazon. Oh, dear. Amazon. I know the one I was going to get to is <laughs> Google Paper, but there's one in between. Oh, man. No, I'm not going to get it. Google Paper. No, here we go. Every time. When I'm, I just have to give up on the idea before I can say it again. I've given up. Black Friday has this, and Cards Against Humanity has this big thing where they, um, instead of having a Black Friday sale, which was probably big, Black Friday sales were probably big the last year or two. Now they're kind of not so much because people, people it's worn off, but in, in America it is still it's like probably the and, the, and the internet has Cyber Mondays and stuff, uh, which internet deals on Monday. But Cards Against Humanity has a thing where instead of having a deal on Black Friday, they have a something where they overcharge you. So on on the have you never heard of this? Oh, so nope, in, in in years past they've done things like um, they'll charge you more than what it's worth, and they'll just say like, hey, if you buy today, it's more expensive than what it normally is, just because it's Black Friday. <laughs> or they'll say like, uh, hey, just give us five dollars and we'll send you, and we won't send you anything. I think they did that last year, and all this money got. They raised this. I think they gave it to charity in the end, but they raised this money with nothing. In it. They said, "We'll send you nothing." <laughs> but um, so I like the way they do it, and they've got a lot of attention just because they bucked the trend, and that's pretty cool. Google Paper had this one. Google had this thing which fooled me one hundred percent, and it was they'd set up the website for it, and it was a you could get. This is when in um, Gmail was starting. It was quite big. Yeah, and said you could get your. Uh, emails printed and delivered to you <laughs> and the way they'd fund it because they started showing ads on, on Gmail which is quite normal now but they'd show ads hmm. and they would just print ads on the back of the paper and those ads would fund the printing and the delivering and so there would be it was going to be a function where you could like print and deliver and it would be sent your emails would be sent to you in hard copy <laughs> and I 100% fell for it I'm like this is a genius idea <laughs> See, of course sponsors would pay for this <laughs> That was very clever. Like, <laughs> I love that stuff. Like, cool. Did anyone get you with a good one this year? Uh, the only one that really I saw was After. Did you see that one? Australian no, flying disc. What did they do? So they had this thing saying, because American Ultimate's got a few like leagues going on at the moment. So they've got. Oh like, no! Wait, couple... no, I did see this one actually. Yeah, mm. keep going. Yeah. And it pretty much said, um, "Hey." Some company has come to Australia and wants to make a tournament 
maybe televised, maybe paid members, paid players or something like that. And we want to let you know that we do not endorse it at all. We feel like it goes against... And what it will do is all the top players will go to this league, which will dilute the player pool and we won't have the good... And the sport won't grow and all this. And then it started going down the route of these companies being selective of who they're picking. So they're only picking people that aren't... What was their words? That aren't... Um, <laughs> It was, it was like who aren't, who aren't against the spirit of the game or something. Yeah, or, yeah. or, or, or problematic players or something yeah. like that. And I think that I think a few people started, because the, what they were trying to do is the people that didn't get invites hmm. would start coming and say like, oh, I didn't get an invite and I'm a really good player. <laughs> what do you mean I'm not like, I'm not socially acceptable or something? And I think a few people did. did yeah, I, I saw some people falling hook and line saying, oh, yeah, like, yeah. I didn't get the invite. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not. a really, yeah, so... That was pretty clever. It got me until I got to the end, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" There was oh, a free, there was one, there was an ultimate one that got me once. Actually, I think was or one of the pro leagues, mm-hmm. and they just said, "Hi all, we've got some really exciting news." And what we've been doing is we've done some research on YouTube into what's popular, and we found that a couple of different things. First of all, we found trick shots are really popular, and they're getting way more views. So now we're going to put an assortment of walls and dustbins on the pitch. <laughs> there is. Uh, and we've also noticed that funny dog videos are getting heaps of pitch so now it's going to be mandatory to have at least one dog on the line each point and I was going through and I was just I was actually getting really angry with you. <laughs> and I was like does. what are you doing this is ridiculous don't give in and then I got to the end and I was, just so, I was so stupid because I went ah oh, I see what's happening <laughs> <laughs> was that recent was it was oh no that was a couple of years ago okay, okay, yeah. I think that, but it might have been the same year when Netflix pulled a massive one where they went Hey, 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 Netflix is bringing back Firefly. Oh, oh, that one down destroyed my heart. Oh. Oh, because it was, yeah, it was just one that was like, it's too good to be true, but I'm still just going to go, yes, mm-hmm. I want that so much. And then when you get to and click on the link, oh. hey, April Fools. Uh, I'm not sure. <sighs> Maybe so I don't sad. think I've had this. I don't think we've said this in the previous. This is going to be a problem where like we had a podcast and we're like, have we mentioned this before? I'm not sure. Probably. Uh, uh, one April Fool's like down when I was younger in high school, I used to play this game called Continuum. I think I've told you this story. Continuum? Uh, subspace. Uh, uh, maybe go on. Okay, it's like a brief history, just because I'm a nerd. They had, um, Virgin had a company that produced games, or they published games. And this is one of the first massive multiplayer online. It's like an Asteroids game, but multiplayer people can control different ships and you can shoot each other. 2D yeah. spaceships. Yeah. And they end up going bust. And the software became what's called Abandonware, which means it's out there, but no one really supports it. So a few people hacked it and made it into this thing. So it used to be called Subspace. They made it into a thing called Continuum. So that's a different name. But essentially, they stole all the software, upgraded it so that people could still play it for free. And it was this kind of one of the first free online things that, that which I which is why I got it because I didn't spend any money. But they did this thing where their websites they can change their websites to official images of the FBI, uh, kind of doing a cease and desist or something like that. Where <laughs> yeah. it, and they'd stolen it from websites that had been taken down because of that, so it looked exactly like it would have been. And it pretty much said, "Hey, um." This is illegal. It's been taken down, and we're hunting all of you. <laughs> and I panicked, and I was like, "Oh Jesus! I was just playing a video game. I swear I'm so sorry. I was okay." But yeah, please don't take me away. They got me. I was really disappointed because I was just getting into it as well. But that's the way it happens. So, 
Yeah, it's uh, reminds me like on on Facebook a lot of people, and I think there's, I mean, I like it in principle when people change their birth dates to not be their <laughs> birthday, and I like it because definitely there's this whole thing about you know uh, people say they they see the notices that it's this person's birthday and they say happy birthday and like when I write happy birthday I try to be original and write something good because I feel like it has to be unique. But every day there's like a handful of people mm. that are having birthdays. How are there this many people having birthdays? But some people will change their birthday on purpose and they'll get people saying happy birthday and like, you're kidding, it's not my birthday. And it's kind of cool because like they're like having a got the system, but kind of sad because they're like making their friends look like fools. I've got a really great story about this where I managed to get it. I mean, you, you, like you just said, sometimes you people will change it, but like what you would do is you change it like, oh, let's make their birthday tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's going to say happy birthday. They'd be really mm-hmm. confused. Mm-hmm. I managed to be a bit smart about this. And at one point, my friend just left me in front of his computer with Facebook in. It used to be a big thing, Facebook hacking. Yeah, but like, I managed to see that. But I was a bit smarter about it. And I went, I'm not going to change it till tomorrow because that's stupid. I changed it for like three months mm-hmm. away or something mm-hmm. like that completely away from his birthday logged off there and I managed I managed to get out of there with a straight face he had no idea and then it got to that day and this was at uni he went you know he went into lectures that day and basically what happened was you know I'm known to him he went into lectures they all went hi and they left and they all went oh he, he seems really down is he, is he okay and he just had a case of like what I have people just go up to you go are you all right and you say yes they say you look really down but that's just your face yeah. like, but they just look like oh he looks really down and then someone went maybe it's because no one said happy birthday to him <laughs> and they're all feeling really bad and they're all, so like they go to their next lecture and they decide we're going to make it out to him and they burst through the door going happy birthday <laughs> and he is just completely non like his brain just went nope <laughs> just didn't get it <laughs> he then came back to me and was just like what did you do <laughs> And I'd forgotten. <laughs> I did nothing about it. Yeah, and I was like, what are you talking about? Because that happened this week. It was your birthday this week. Yeah, and it and was. Yeah. Before I said happy birthday, I sent you a message <laughs> saying, so is it really your birthday? Because sometimes this happens. Now, I don't want to be the fool. It's funny how we trust everything on the internet oh, apart from birthdays. Facebook birthdays. Yeah. But I think we're trained. Yeah, we are. We're just like, oh, that, you know, oh, there's this new thing. Are oh, they training dogs to... Put out fires or something. I believe that, but I won't believe your birthday. But this is just like how because your phone stores all phone numbers, like you probably don't know anyone's phone number. Nope. Just like you don't know know anyone's birthday. Uh, Yeah, that is true as well. Just rely on the notification. Yep. Which is why I don't, I tend not to say happy birthday on Facebook because I'm like, if I don't remember, I probably shouldn't. Hmm. And I get, it gets really awkward when like, because it happened to me recently. Loads and loads of people said happy birthday to me on Facebook. Thank you to those who did. Yeah. It's awesome. And like loads of people were doing it. And I was just like, oh, I haven't spoken to you for ages. And if you're birthday on Facebook, I wouldn't say it's like, it's like clicking a like or something. Yeah, that's, 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 there is some of that. But, I mean, having I'm, said that, like, when it's your birthday, you just check if people say it. And they say it like as much as we say one side of the story. When it is your birthday and you get the happy birthdays, feels pretty all right. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can Hey, thanks it. for thinking of me. I haven't spoken to you for a while. Pizza's here. Oh, the animation, dude. Pizza, pizza, pizza. Pizza. So, the website says it was from store to door in eight minutes. Did they offer us the three dollar bonus? They offered us it because they damn well should have. They did, of course they did. But I was just like, (laughs) no. Exactly. As I said, I was like, why would I buy that? 
uh, we're going to get it that quickly anyway. It's that is now. Now I know that they don't offer it to everyone. I'm, I'm like that. So. I think that's a scam. Yeah, they're just getting free money. You may have noticed I mumble a lot, and that's like made worse when I don't really need to hear what I'm saying because it's me. It's always weird. Like I think when we start the the microphone, it always feels like we change the way we talk. Oh yeah, but after a while, you do get used to it. Yeah. No, I'm forgetting. And that gets to a point where, like, also because I've got a forgetful memory, and I've, you know, I've, when people ask me on Monday what I did for the weekend, <laughs> I literally have no idea. Like, I can't even remember. But the same thing is, like, when we finish recording, and now that's like, hey, what'd you guys talk about? Don't no. have a clue. <laughs> and when it comes out, like, I'm the, I'm not going to have a competition, but I reckon I'm the number one fan. You might think you're the number one fan too. Like probably I'm when it comes out, when it, when we upload it, or you you show me the first cut, and I'm listening to it, <laughs> I'm like, what are these two guys going to talk about? <laughs> Who knows? It could be anything. Especially seeing as we've done it again, that we didn't go through anything we've written down. Oh, we need to get to that. We need to because oh, we need to talk about. We there need are to, some things we have to talk. We about. We need to talk about searching for sugar man. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> if we don't, we'd be. No, we'd be <laughs> failed. Yeah, as a podcast. We'd be but, such terrible people. Watch this. We didn't talk about it. But I got to a point where, like, if people listen to this, this is great. But it's not the sound, it's not the fact of listening to your own voice. But I, I like listening to it. Do you get, I mean, I listened to the last one three times. Do you, like, I, so a while ago, years ago, and I mentioned it briefly before, I made a radio show. And I remember at the time when we were listening back to it, I hated the sound of my voice. Mm-hmm. And I would like refuse, we basically refused to edit on the basis that I wouldn't want to listen to my voice. And I thought that would be a really bad problem with this. But after about five minutes of listening to my voice, that just suddenly stopped. Did you uh, get that? Like, do you, before this, did you find you hated listening to your own voice on a recording? I'm very conscious of things. Firstly, when, like, Russ and I have played a few songs. Like on, yeah. on YouTube, which is pretty cool. But he does this thing. I learned very quickly that he does the singing, and I just help with guitar because I listen to my voice a few times. And a, I'm not a good singer. But B, <laughs> compound that with my voice and me listening to it. I was I, I listened to it once and I'm like, nope, this isn't happening again. That's, that's funny because with singing, I didn't find the same problem. Okay, but uh, well, but you probably had talent. N- I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I, I just wasn't singing hard songs. <laughs> <laughs> but but two, I found out I said like a lot. And I'm not happy of that. And just know that every time I'm conscious of it, I kick myself on the inside a just, little bit. Just so you know, I did it with the first episode. I saved all the bits I cut out just so I can, at a future date, edit like all the likes <laughs> all that the you bad. said. Have you did yeah. edit out likes? Yep. Yeah, oh, man. Like, I bet it was bad. Every time you say like and but, I'm going to put them oh. all together. So, yeah, please, because I'll try and do that less. Because that's not good... That is like a fifteen-year-old girl. I'll make a song out of it. <laughs> we should. <laughs> but um, but see, I did it again. Yeah, I won't say it. Do, do you know how many times I've had to make you sound smarter by just cutting that bit out? And how <laughs> smart do we sound? Like when you cut out the silences and you cut out the bad things, like we sound like we have coherent thoughts one after the other. And for the listeners, that is exactly how we are. Nothing yeah. is edited. Yeah, this is like a, this is a live broadcast. This is a live. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess that's the goal. Is that eventually you talk more proper, more proper, less editing. Well, hopefully, because that way it saves me time. Um, but I do think, and this is 
Because I didn't really... I know you had an accent before. You Because I think I know what you're going to say. Is that you're going to say, listening to the podcast, you hear my accent more. Uh, yes, but I also enjoy the two different accents. Like, I it don't helps, think this it? would work as well if you had the same accent as me or I had the same accent as you. I noticed ed- editing it at some points when it's pretty hard to tell our two voices apart. Okay. So the accent really helps. So I reckon if it was two Australian accents or two British accents, it would make it harder to God, If it was two Australian accents, you'd be so annoyed. Like, oh, yeah. You know, between all the Struths and Sheilas. Um... Well, I remember when I was living in the States was that I'd, listen, well, I'd watch some oh. generic show and they'd have the token Australian. Oh, good day, mate. How's oh, it? And they'd come on and you're just sitting there going, we don't talk like that. Stop talking like that. What are you doing? But it turns out we do talk pretty similar. To yeah, that but that's, that's like when the Brit turns up and goes, hello, I'm looking for um, well, a special help. Yeah. Let's have a look at the show notes. Where were we? So I think we'll let it be known that we have never looked at the show notes that we've written. We did like the first episode and then we've never done it since. I thought we were used to going to have trouble filling 15 minutes. <laughs> when we first talked about it, I was like, it'd be cool to have a half an hour show, but I really doubt we're going to make it. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I thought the same. Let's look at the things in the we most We have an important. audience topic, at least we need to do that. Ah, and I feel like we should at least talk about the homework. When I was looking at Would You Rathers today, man, like, if you're listening and you think our Would You Rathers are morbid or dark... Reddit is not for you. Oh, do not go <laughs> on the internet. Because there are some things that made me... Not cringe, but just go, who thought of that? That is very wrong. It's like, um, and I would tell you right now, but in fear that you'll one day cut it, we'll have a falling out, and you'll have recorded me saying a question that is very (laughs) bad, and my career, whatever it is, is just gone. So just for my own safety, I will not repeat what the internet says. (laughs) It is very bad. But do Do you enjoy dead baby jokes? Love them. You, you love them? You think they're great? Oh, man. Let's... I want to tell you. Did you have... No, come on. Oh, I can... Uh, uh, if it's too bad, I will cut. I mean, it's a dead baby joke. I will probably cut this. Okay, okay. Oh, totally, oh. totally not because I'm going to put it in. Well, I'll tell you, the, the joke will definitely cut, but I can, can keep this bit, is that, like, when I first started work at the work that I'm at now, um, you know, now I'm very comfortable around the people. When you first rock up, you're trying to gauge where you... St- not where you stand, mm. but, like... How's my personality going to fit into this this whole thing? Yeah. At first, like I didn't didn't joke much, didn't say, say a thing, and now I'm very much me. Probably too much me, if anyone listens knows me at work. But when I first went there, I was just walking past the office, and one of the people that worked in the office, and one of the people that was uh, a person like me, um, they were just going there like, "Do you know know about dead baby jokes, Mark?" <laughs> I said, "Do I know about dead baby jokes?" <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> Hit me with your favourite dead baby joke. And they tell me it was a good dead baby joke, and I won't go into details, but it was a good one. I've got one that can top it in my head. <laughs> and in my head, it was like, I can, I can top this, but do I? Because this moment in my life, either I say this, this joke, and they love it, things go down really well, or this is it. They've judged me, and, I'm, and I may as well quit. Because it was, it was, it's quite, quite distinctive. And maybe the other one, you can, the one we just said we can keep, but this one you edit. But it was, um, you, you definitely tell me your, your best one after this, because mine's only one side story. But it was, um, how long does it take to uh, I don't know. How long does it take to I don't know. I was too busy. 
Oh. And anyway, I told them. <laughs> they loved it. <laughs> and it was at that moment yeah. I thought, these are my people. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem with dead baby jokes is... Very polarizing. If, if, yeah, if, yeah, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Like, oh, yeah. just get, uh, But actually, because what I was going to say is like, mm. you said it on the Would You Rivals on Reddit, get bad. If you are at all squeamish or I, even the words dead baby jokes put you off, don't go on the Reddit for dead baby jokes. Mm. Is it a Reddit for dead baby jokes? Yeah, and it's mm. awful. I've got a Would You Rather <laughs> that I can say and I'll answer for it answer it for you because it's just on that borderline whether the internet deems it not good for general conversation but also we can just move on <laughs> well it is like what well, you mean like all the ones we did last week well I feel like this one we don't need to answer but as long as we say it it's in people's heads oh you'd say and you after tr- that we're, we win wait you're trying inception now that's, that's... oh man people are not <laughs> once it's in your head this is what you're thinking about I hope I forget it would you rather have sex with your mother in your girlfriend's body or sex with your girlfriend in your mother's body? Now, before you answer... <laughs> what? My mother and my girlfriend might listen to this, so we won't answer this question. <laughs> An opinion does not matter. And uh, I do not have any opinion of either, and I've just looked at the question <laughs> and not thought about the answer, so we don't need to go into further. But if you're listening, have a think about it. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> Um, but my main concern is, how does that work? Like, what? Oh, mm. so, mm. <laughs> yeah. But just, just, just for we the, can clarify yeah. the question without talking about the dis- discussing yeah. it. Yeah. So what it would mean is that have you ever watched that movie where a, a girl and a guy? I'm not sure if it's a, a one night thing or if they're a couple, but they wake up and all of a sudden the guy is in the girl's body and the girl's in the guy's body. Uh, that, yeah, there's a couple of different films. Okay. And then the whole movie's about them exploring like what this cool new thing I is. I can't remember that one. Yeah. And then the way they end up, spoiler alert, if you ever watch this movie, we don't know what we're talking about. The way that they end up getting their own body is they have to have sex with each other. So what you're doing is essentially having sex with yourself to get back to being normal. I would have no issue. Should I, should I have an issue with that? I'm not sure what the correct answer for that is. <laughs> like, is it but, not technically masturbating? But, <laughs> but with a mirror. Well, yeah, but it's like, if you could clone yourself and have sex with yourself, is that having sex or is it masturbating? Mm, that's another topic. <laughs> but the way that the is. movie shaped it was that it wasn't at all thought like that. The way it ended up being at the end was... Um, You've got to have sex with a man who is you. No, but it wasn't even anything about a gay relationship or anything like that. It was just that I'm in love with this person so much that I... Oh, yeah, I'm not sure what they're actually... No, <laughs> but it, it wasn't framed the way you think it is. But um, So what it is, is that Tammy was talking to you. You'd see Tammy, but you'd hear your mum. Like, not her voice, but you'd hear everything, all her thoughts. Everything would be... So basically, it's it's the case of: Would you rather have sex with your girlfriend who looks like your mum, or your mum who looks like your girlfriend? I guess because that's cause, yeah, because that's I kind feel of that feels is. different. No, that's that's what it is because it's basically like if you're if that happened if they had a yeah because you have to think about who the person is on the inside yeah. Mm. So we're already starting to think about this too. Uh, much. Yeah, that, let's this, move let's move on before we answer. No um, <laughs> Yeah, the internet goes a very dark hole. But 
And a much we, more G-rated thing. Should we do one which we can we cannot? Looking at the very uh, first show note we've looked at in two episodes. There's by listener Scott. Scott, thanks for calling in. Now, Scott, uh, it's a very sensible question. And it says... It's not. <laughs> are you very? Are you polarised in the answer in this one? Oh, the problem is I, I looked this one up before the show and I yeah, I've, I've made up my decision. Okay. okay. Uh, not only that, I've thought it through. So we'll, we'll, this one might okay, be a okay. very quick one. Question is, would you rather live, live life, life without access to any alcohol or drink only 4X gold? Which, for the record, is mid-strength Australian beer. Not the, not the best reputation. And I, I have an answer to this. And uh, the problem is that I now can't think it out on air because I already have. And that is I would rather drink only 4X gold. Because I don't have to drink it. Right? But look this way. Right, it says you can't... Oh, actually, no, I read it wrong because it says without access to any alcohol. Mm. So oh, wait, no, that means it would still be 4X gold. Because... Like if I have access to no alcohol anyway, I can't drink any beer or anything anyway. So it doesn't it doesn't matter whether or not which beer it is. But if I can't have any access to any alcohol at all, I can't have red wine in any of my bolognese. Oh. I can't have Coca Van. So you're saying by drinking forex gold, you can still like by by uh, by abstaining from drinking entirely. I don't have to eat. I don't have to drink forex gold, and I can still have a steak and ale pie. Because otherwise, I can't have access to any alcohol. Right, so it's not just the alcohol you're worried about, it's the food as well. Yeah, because, I mean, how much food do you have which has alcohol in it? Mm. Do you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, pour, I boil my pasta in wine, is it your answer? Yeah, well, that'd be really weird. Okay, no, I, I get your point here. Because like, it's, it's like... You'd rather have alcohol in your food than not have alcohol at all. Yeah, it's basically like, you can only drink 4X gold, do you drink it or not? And you're like, well, I would. Because it's not like a, the, the alternative. But what if it's, you can drink 4X gold, but you can't have alcohol? You, you can have in your... What would you have red wine with in your... You'd have it in... Uh, your bolognese. What if your bolognese, it had to have 4X gold in it now? Oh, uh, no. Because no. that's the thing. This is, no. There's no other alcohol. It's just 4X gold. Done. No. Then No. Actually, no. You can have bolognese without would, Yeah, it wouldn't gold. matter. I, it would still be 4X gold because I can just... I, if I don't want to drink 4X gold, I don't drink 4X gold. You just have bolognese without alcohol. Yep, I can have it now. I choose not to. I get with you. Okay, okay. So your answer is the 4X gold option just because you're not forced to drink 4X gold. Yeah. It's so a choice. Because, it's a choice. Because I, can, because I can still drink. And it's like either option. I can't drink what I want, but that way I can drink something. So either option, you're never drinking alcohol for the rest of your life. That's what you're saying. Ugh. Because if you go the route of not allowing any alcohol or not allowing any alcohol and choosing not to drink Forex Gold, it means you're never drinking alcoholic beverage again. Uh, I, I'm going to put it out there. As good as that would be to say, I will never drink alcohol. It's, it's, I've tried that one before. It doesn't work. <laughs> have you, have you, you must have done that one as well. I didn't drink for a long time. No, you never went through the "oh, I'm never drinking again" stage. No, I've never. This is the thing. Like, well, I didn't. I probably didn't start drinking until I was 20? 20, Just, just what? Get out! No, no, no! I didn't drink at all. And had this weird. I remember someone picking me up on it like like later, and I had this thing of like, when I'm playing sport, I don't want the alcohol alcohol to affect my body, and I want to be in good shape. And then I soon realized there are plenty of people that drink alcohol that are still in good shape. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's not really a reason. But no, I didn't drink. And so like by the time I got to 2021, maybe it was 1920, but definitely not in early teens or mid-teens or anything like that. Um, I think a lot of people had done either the mistakes or the, the heavy drinking, the regretful, like, I've, I think I'm going to die kind of thing. And I've been from an outside perspective and go, that looks like it sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, to self, never do that. And so like, well, I've still had bad nights where I've been like really sick the night of or the night before. Definitely not to like stomach pump stage or anything bad. So uh, I've, never had, no, I've never had my stomach pump, but I remember there was at least three occasions I have distinctly said, I will never drink again. Really? And meant it. Wow. And that, but, but like your first hangover, you're just like ne- never doing that. Again. I'm definitely like at, at the stage now where and I feel like I'm talking like an old man, but the thought of a hangover doesn't appeal to me. Well, no, you don't give yourself one on purpose, do you? But that's what happens. Like I know the I know the correlation. But you, you you're not willing to risk one. There's no risk. Like you, <laughs> <laughs> you will get it. So Jeez. a lesson for all of you out there: if someone brings out a homemade port before or after the pub, I think homemade is just a bad Say decision. No. Have you have you never ever made? No, that yeah, yeah, we, we homebrew beer at home. But we, we tried homebrewing carrot whiskey once. You've never done the liquors. But, uh, carrot whiskies, um, you make it the same way you'd make it a wine, but because carrots have like pretty much entirely sugar, it just goes straight up to whiskey strength. Because oh. that's the thing, you can't measure what the strength of your homebrew is. You can measure it, but like no you can't does. stop it. Right. Like You can't go, I'm going to make myself a nice 13.5%. No, it's going to do whatever it wants. But this carrot whiskey, we, I mean, this is when we were a student. Why do some of my stop drinking? But yeah, so we were students at this point, and we were basically like, we're broke, but we still want to drink. So let's make some, let's make a big batch of carrot whiskey, and then we'll have like five gallons of whiskey. What can go wrong? Like said, yeah. So we get there. I mean, like my friend has this home brewing kit. We have this big five-gallon tub, and we sterilize it, and we make, put it all in, put it together. And we're like, excellent. Give that two weeks. That's going to be awesome. In that two weeks, we unfortunately got so you know, got drunk on so many occasions that we would go down and go, let's go try it. Whip oh. off the lid, throw that across the room. No. Oh. <laughs> and if there's one thing you need to know about brewing, and that is you can't let anything get in there. That has to remain oh. sterile. <laughs> if anything gets in there, it turns to vinegar. So somewhere in all of this in two drunk students opening and closing a pot several times. Funnily enough, something got in there. Mm-hmm. And it all turned to whiskey, uh, vinegar, which is real, um, but the real shame is that it worked apart from that. If we'd had more patience, we would have had enough booze to last us for the rest of the year. Not that, not that it's homebrew, but um, where I get my port from now is, and I'm, people that actually drink port are going to, Really judge me for this, but you, you at least pass it to the left, right? No, you don't know what that is, do you? No, I don't know what that means. Uh, never go, go on. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are some people listening who know what I mean, some people who don't. Um, and so my Italian granddad down in Manji, he had a little underground cellar, he always had the, his wine in flagons, and I soon found out that when people would go to Perth his friends would get this certain wine from this winery as an Italian wine grower and bring it home. It was kind of just this Italian community thing. And long story short, we found out where it came from. And now that 
in Perth and got to a drinking age, I went and checked it out. And it's this place called Vino Italia. And it's just a... You see it on the height on... It's on, on the way up to 2J. But it's... um. It's just got this white sign with black writing on Vino. Nothing fancy. Mm-hmm. And it just looks like an Italian house with a shed out the back. And you go there and... The a flagon is like a two liter glass bottle, yeah. and you, at first you you buy the bottle. But if you bring an empty bottle back, they give you two dollars off the next refill. And the wine is two dollars fifty a liter, and the port is five dollars a liter. So you get a flagon of port for ten dollars, or it's other eight dollars with the thing, or maybe it's additional to anyway. It's about ten dollars, but um. Sometimes when there's no, but I remember going there one time. They had no full bottles left. And it's this old Italian man. He's like he's walking, so he speaks broken English. And sometimes you're there and you see an Italian guy talking Italian to him. It's really cool. And um, and if you want a bottle, I remember this one time. He siphoned it from the barrel. <laughs> he gets a hose out, attaches it, siphons it, pops it in the flagon, and that's how he serves it to you. <laughs> and I love it. It's there fantastic. <laughs> Just an old guy doing his thing and he's there every day giving wine and it's really great. I love it. So you should go support him. Now when I drink proper, like expensive port, I think I can taste the difference. But it doesn't taste for like what cars. it's worth, I love it. You love port? More than port, I love paying $10 for a flagon of port. Uh, show notes. We, we nearly got there. We did. We had a look at it. Oh, that's because we did the Would You Rather. We ticked one yeah. thing off. That's good. I feel like we need to talk about the homework. Do you want to talk about the homework? Absolutely. Now, now what I was thinking, because I know you saw Muggle Quidditch, and <laughs> I haven't seen the last quarter of it, but that's because I feel like before we can talk about it, we have to give... Because I, I kind of want to make sure we're spoiler-free. We have to give okay. people... like. I, I liked how we talked about Batman v Superman, how we ended up talking a lot about it without actually talking about it. Yeah, that's why I didn't put any spoiler warnings in. <laughs> that, that's great. I think that's good. So I feel like we can tell them the homework for next week is to what? Is that the actual name of the documentary? No, that's not. The we name. need to find the name. Of the, the name of the documentary is Mudbloods. Oh, Mudbloods, and it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I don't know. If, I think it's a Netflix production. So or Google it and do what you like. Or find out ways of getting it. Like a DVD store, correct? Yeah. Um, uh, we'll it's put about, the show notes. It's about uh, college. It's about the, UCLA. University College, okay. Los Angeles. That has a muggle Quidditch team that basically plays a Harry Potter sport without the magic powers. And it's a really cool documentary. Um, we'll talk about it next time. Oh, yeah, next you def- definitely give it a watch. Uh, it's a very short documentary. No, it's not. It's like an hour and a half. That's short. That's like the same length as the documentary we're talking about today. An hour and a half is half an hour shorter than two hours. What have you watched that's two hours long? <laughs> nah, just presume. <laughs> So, 90 minutes. Anyway. Yeah, so watch, okay. watch Mudbloods. I wish homework at school was like this, watching movies. The homework for last week was a documentary called Searching for Sugar Man. Please. Did you, give me an, an out of 10 rating. For what I thought of it. Yes. And I don't know what your action is going to be, but I, I secretly hope it's good. But what would you give it out of 10? I wasn't expecting this question, so that's why I'm not... Okay. No. But okay. I reckon I, I'm getting a gut feeling for 8. 8 out of 10. Okay, okay. What, now, what would you give it? Well, I, I did say last time that I, I put it in my top one documentaries I've ever seen. <laughs> and having said that, I did think about that afterwards and I thought, I've probably forgotten one. So I'm going to put it in my top two documentaries, just in the caveat that there's another one that can sneak up there somehow. Yeah. But I loved it. I loved it for several reasons. But 
since you've seen it the most recently, do you want to like just recap it? I can, I can give it a go. Yeah, you go. Oh, I thought I'm going to struggle to do this because I'm going to end up talking about it as I talk. I go through it. That's all right. But right, so basically, searching for Sugar Man, it starts off, and it's this in, in South Africa, and there's a his record owner, record store owner. Mm-hmm. That's the first person that talks. Yeah. Yeah, he's talking to the camera. He's talking about this song that's playing called Sugar Man, and about the artist called Rodriguez. It's, it's a, a really Rod- cool song. Rodriguez. Yeah, it's great. I've listened to it loads. And he says, he says, this is one of the most popular albums in South Africa and it's a really sad story because he many many years ago he killed himself on stage he set fire to himself and when that kind of came on I was thinking oh this is a, 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 a yeah, this, this, is a, this is a slightly weird story to be following I mean yeah. okay and then he goes on and they're talking about how he got big in um, he talks about a little bit about him recording the album and how he got big in South Africa and it's like it was like he recorded the album and he was like pretty much I think one guy described him as like one stage above a like a tramp a bum he was like they, they barely knew who he was he just kind of hung around but like someone in the music business caught on to him and just, uh, they described him as like better lyric writing than Bob Dylan and then they're coming on and they're saying so some, but somebody picks him up because they're like you know this guy's good he's going to be big and they record an album album flops just doesn't go anywhere and it doesn't go, you know, that's not great. So he, but he keeps on hanging around. And then someone else picks him up, music studio, and they're like, oh, you got to listen to this guy. And he's like, oh, it's great. Records another album, flops again. And at this point, he kind of goes into obscurity. Uh, but what he happens. Yeah, he, so that's what. It's, but um, he goes. So, but then he comes. Then it cuts back to South Africa. Because this, this, first of all, uh, the artist is American. So he's in the States. But then in South Africa, what happened? It seems like someone. They said the story was someone took across like a bootleg like, copy. It was it was a bootleg copy of a cassette or something, mm-hmm. and showed it to their friends. And their friends were like, "This is great. Where can we get a copy?" And they went, "Oh, I don't know." So they, they bootlegged some more copies. Like they copied that that cassette, passed it around. And I, I think it goes to us like the, the equivalent of going viral in South Africa. Mm-hmm. It just gets gets massive. And, and because also at the time they were going through the apartheid. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and it so, became like the anthem of the apartheid. Yeah, so because like one of his songs was like it got censored, didn't it? Yeah, it was basically out of context. Like like the Holy Grail is a song that's been taken out of context and is played in every AFL Grand Final. And they sit there and say like uh, the Hall of Fame, and they're like. This has uh, nothing to do with what you think it means. Like, <laughs> yeah. We wrote the lyrics, and that's the same thing. Like it was completely out of context. Yeah, but people just connected to the lyrics, and it got it got censored. And like, but like uh, the, as the apartheid, apartheid movement, like anti-apartheid movement, took off, there was loads of music that was a way that they could kind of protest without getting in trouble, because they would just write songs which had a double meaning, but they get away with it. And they were saying about how all those artists were influenced by this guy. It was massive. Everyone had his album. Um, and then there's this this record owner, uh, owner of a record shop who's basically like trying to work out who Rodriguez is because they don't really know much about him. It's just a mystery. Yeah, no yeah. internet. Well, yeah, well, there's no at internet. At the time, yeah. yeah. So they're kind of because the story just has so many layers, and I just want to oh, I, just, I want to say it all at the same time, yeah. but I can't. <laughs> but continue doing a good job. But he's going so but the, the, so oh, was it because he like gets asked to, uh, so you know like, I think it's like 25 years ago on or something. And basically, and nothing's been. It was just two it, albums. Yeah, and it just became like it was just became like a staple of 
South African yeah, urban legend. They, they said if you owned records, you owned uh, Beatles mm-hmm. uh, and Rodriguez. It's, like, it's, like, it's just one of the ones you expected people to have. Uh, and then one of the person, like, one of these, this, the guy who's the main guy in it, the record store owner, he's he gets asked, uh, he gets asked to write, help write the leaflet for a reissue of one of his CDs, and says in it. Basically, like we don't really know much about Rodriguez. Is any, does anyone out there know anything? And as a journalist, he's a journalist, isn't he? I think so. Journalist picks us up and goes, "Yeah, I'll take that on." Gives it a go, and he's trying to work stuff out. And this is and this is the I know the moment I cottoned on to what was going on. I don't know if it was the same for you, but they because they keep on talking about it, saying how it was all sad that he kind of disappeared, and then they say they describe him. They describe his suicide again on stage. And they say he sang a song, and and then he pulls out a gun and shoots him in the head. And at that split moment, I went, "That's not the story from before." Mm-hmm. I don't think he's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you watching the documentary, you have no idea what's going on. Here. Yeah, I've no. Yeah. I was I was just watching it. I was like, "That's an inconsistency straight away." Like if if uh, like, there's no way that story would have happened, and he didn't know. But they were describing it as like, "Why didn't you?" Talk to him at the time when he got and he was like, "This guy was bigger than Jimi Hendrix. You wouldn't call up Jimi Hendrix for a chat." Mm-hmm. So, like for South Africans, he was too big to be approachable. They didn't know he did, he wasn't successful elsewhere. Yeah, they just assumed he was. He was basically an Elvis figure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They described him as bigger as bigger than Elvis. So they're like, "Well, you wouldn't call well, up Elvis." Him. Yeah. Mm. And then well, what's going? On? But then, so then this is what getting when internet, the internet's starting up, and they have a website about. Do you know who Rodriguez is? How he died. Oh, that's the, that's the thing, yeah, because the journalist is, isn't trying to work out who he is. The journalist is trying to fa- answer the question, how does Rodriguez die? Mm-hmm. And he gets, so they set up this website saying, does anyone know anything about it? And they get this message from someone saying, you might think this is funny, but I'm Rodriguez's daughter. And they would, uh, I think they probably would first of all run, nah, that's, that's, that's not true. I can't be right. Mm-hmm. And, but, uh, but, but it turns out she wasn't, yeah, you know, she, she was she was legit. Actually, was and they. She's like, I'd love to speak to someone. So they call her up, and he's and the and the guy he's talking to her. He's just like, wow, this is this is amazing. You knew Rodriguez, and she's like, yeah, yeah, he's my dad. Of course I know him. And he's like, oh, I've got so many questions. I mean, and he asks a couple of questions, and he gets the big one. He's like, oh, you know, how did he die? And she just says, what do you mean? He's not dead. He's still alive. And that's like the big turning point of the documentary. And I was just like, I, you know, I thought this was... And this is the kind of yeah. thing where like, when you talk about the documentary, it's hard to talk about yeah. the documentary without saying like, hey, this guy around Thor's dead is actually still alive. Yeah, because it would not ruin it if you go, he's not actually dead. Mm. Uh, but that's, and then it kind of goes on to how they get in contact with him. And, and there's a lot of talk about how in South Africa, when they did produce the records, the people that own the record labels in South Africa didn't pass on the royalties to America. Oh, no, they did. They'd, oh, no, but, they, but somewhere along the line, so, you get so to what, him. what happened was, when he was trying to find Rodriguez, uh, the journalist was trying to find Rodriguez, I, mean, I messed that out, he, um, he's, he basically went on the idea of, I know a way to do it, let's follow the money. Mm-hmm. These record companies are paying royalties. What, right, where are they paying royalties to? They're paying royalties to this odd record company that went bust. Goes and speaks to the uh, owner of the company, it's no longer. And he says to him, and he gets an interview. And it actually shows, do you, do you remember watching the interview? He goes from being very nice to he's, very yeah, he's, hostile. He's, he's really, it's really weird because you're watching it and he's like going, oh yeah, Rodriguez was great. We had a great mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm. you know. And then suddenly the journalist says, oh, so where does the money go? 
and it's just a switch. This guy just goes straight away like, do you care about the money? Why would you care about the money? Do you not care yeah, about we the story? bankrupt, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah and I was just like, that, what, wait, I, I'm like, it's kind of obvious, where, where did the money go? We're assuming you went to Rodriguez, where is he? <laughs> but he's just so straight away like, no, don't follow the money. You're like, whoa, that's, so I was got such a, suspect life and I think looking into researching it later loads I don't think it was an accident it was framed that way oh no no it was definitely to target him because they've done something wrong yeah so yeah actually since then there's been some stuff where they've tried to get some money back to Rodriguez because the Rodriguez that was alive he what had actually happened is he'd recorded two albums you know trying to make a music career Mm. in America it didn't have success meanwhile in South Africa it had a huge success but he didn't know about that success they sold like they said the half a million records or something and that's something that could only have happened then like now with the internet we know or something yeah but it's like hey we're recording this podcast and you know we think a couple of friends listen to it fantastic but what if in uh, in Brazil it's gangbusters in two years time no no what if it's right now Oh, right, like yeah. they listen to the first two episodes, like the first two albums, and people love it, and they're spreading it like wildfire. And everyone's, like, but of course, these days we'd know with all the connected world of the internet. Yeah. But so it only happened at that one time where it could have happened, and so he recorded the two. It was a flop, and he ended up doing demolition for the rest of his life because he was like, well, I tried the music thing, didn't work out, and he's, for he's, the next sixty years or whatever. He's also really humble as well. They go speak mm. to him, and they're, they're like, "So, are you upset you didn't make a music career?" And he's just like. Yeah, had well, a good life. He's like, well, this wasn't for me. Yeah, he's like, mm. I, I worked hard anyway. Didn't even bother him that someone benefited from his success. Yeah, I was like, so do you care where the money went? And they went, well, I don't know. It doesn't matter yeah. to me. Yeah. Which like, is just part of like, what's so appealing about the whole thing. Is he's so yeah, humble. He is, because he was like such a talent. And they're playing, they're, they're, they they do a really good job of working all of his songs into the soundtrack. Mm. And you definitely want to buy the soundtrack at the end. Yeah. Like, and, and so... What ends up happening is that uh, back in when this this record shop is figuring all this stuff out, this investigation is happening, is that they find out that the Elvis they thought was dead was actually still alive. And when he's from America, he gets convinced to go over, and he's quite old, and he, and he tours well, yeah. Africa like a rock star. But the thing is, because like, when he first goes over there, he's been gone for 25 years you know, they, they haven't heard of him so they're just lo- there's loads of people saying that, no this this is clearly a hoax yeah, yeah he's, there's like, no you, way that Elvis yeah, is still alive you've, you've, yeah it, well they, yeah, they say it's like it's like if you test someone went, oh Elvis is actually fine and he's coming to tour yeah. and no one believes him exactly and that's but he's exactly like the yeah. biggest celebrity I, I remember the scene when, it, when he came on stage for the first show and there's there's not just the standing ovation like the standing ovation goes for like 10 minutes yeah, yeah it's just outright. and people because they're just like and by then they know the actual story that he was alive and, and this whole thing and it's just beautiful it's like, so I mean I remember watching that show and yeah because like they go on and they get the drummer come on and he starts doing the drums and the bassist comes on and they just keep going the song. They're, they're, just, they're just going they're just riffing they're like you know the plan obviously being Rodriguez would come on and they'd, and they'd kick in yeah but they have to stop because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the cheering just won't stop and they're just like oh, okay we'll just wait for this to happen <laughs> oh it's such a feel good bit yeah. I, I, remember, I remember watching that bit oh, and, well after that like he has a you know he does, he does loads of couple of shows then and then he's been back a couple of times but he still yeah. like goes back and does his job I think I mean I guess by now he must have done something else well I can add to that but like in, yep. in, in that one in by the end of the show he's He's still kind of just doing that. He hasn't done many shows. Yeah, yeah. But he's quite, but, by the end of the documentary, he's quite old. Yeah, but I mean, I remember watching it like, if that had been me, I would have choked on stage. 
because he's not a musician. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's not his. Like, he went yeah. from playing small, smoky bars, Give it a go. recorded two albums, and then suddenly feeling boom, stadiums. You're in front of ten thousand people, exactly, and they're all there to see you. Yeah, huh? and they all they've all been thinking about you their whole life. And they, yeah, they know the songs. And yeah, they, they can sing, <laughs> sing every word. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I know. It's a credit to him that he just walks on stage and says, "Oh, cheers for keeping me alive," and then just plays on. Yeah, I mean, like that. I just no, it just wouldn't work for me. He um. Not long after I saw the documentary, because that, that's pretty much how the documentary wraps up. He's been to South Africa a few times, and um, he's just really happy with his life. Yeah. And he got to f- to finish the life that he tried to start in his 20s, mm. and it's just beautiful. And like South Africa gets to know that he's really alive, and this like investigation that just happened with a record store owner ends up unleashing this amazing story. And it only happened throughout the... the- most tenuous circumstances oh, as well. And it could only happen in that time with those people, with that thing happening in Africa, him living in America. Like, it's the perfect concoction of coincidences. Because actually, one thing we didn't go, I didn't mention, was that they, when they were looking for him, they went like really into his lyrics to try and find any reference to places. Oh, and they, they like searched deconstructed all of them. everything. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, we've been to Amsterdam, we've been to London, we just can't find and him. And if the daughter hadn't have been on the internet looking for that, that thing, they wouldn't have, yeah. had, she hadn't reached out. Like, and they didn't even know that they thought he was dead. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were famous. just trying to find out how he died. They weren't trying mm. to find him. So not long after that documentary came, and um, and I when I watched this at work, and then I think I, did I tell you last time I um you showed it to everyone. I hide it yeah. and like I just I had to show. It. It's like I was just in love with the whole thing. And um, shortly after he came to Perth, did he? Oh sh- yeah. Oh. And I went there, and it was so great. Like. It was so great because it was just sold out. And we paid something crazy, like uh, over $100 for a ticket in Kings Park. Like, not even a big a big thing. But, oh, it was so great to see. And it wasn't like young people. It was just like, it was older people as well. And mm. just parents, or so like people that were kind of in the era. And same thing, massive standing ovation. And by this stage, he's old. Like, he comes out on stage with the help of AIDS and kind of like Zimmer framing out to the front. And he's like propped up to like play and he's obviously having a good time, but he's aged a lot since because he's quite old in the documentary. But um, <laughs> there's two funny things he did. One, he introduced the band <laughs> and introduced them a second time, forgetting that he had introduced them the first time. <laughs> and it was adorable. And like the people still cheered like every time he introduced the drummer twice and he still got it standing ovation. <laughs> and the other thing, like later on, because it... Halfway, because his, his voice is faltering because he's old and like he can't have, he doesn't have the same breath that he used to have and stuff. And but you don't really care because he's just, yeah. he's there, you know the story and that's why you're there for. And at the end, like oh, near the end, he just, he's, you don't know what he's going to say. You're kind of not embarrassed, but you're like, you're wondering what's going to happen because anything could happen. <laughs> and he kind of, he's, he's like, you know, thank you for coming out. I just... I just want to be treated like an ordinary legend. <laughs> and, he said, and it went nuts. Like he, and he just he had the perfect joke, and he was so great. And the funny, he did an encore, and the encore took like ten minutes for him to get off and to recover, to have a drink, and to get back on. Like people knew the encore was coming, but they're just like. Let's give him time. <laughs> he's got a he's got things yeah, like yeah, he's that. Gonna... So it was really awesome. Like probably one of my favorite things that I've seen to go see. But oh, oh man, but highly recommended documentary. Even if you've seen, I had joy 
in showing people or like telling you, you're going to watch it and I'm pretty sure you're going to love it. Yeah, I mean... I, I'm guessing out of 10, 8 out of 10 is pretty good for you. I, I would, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Mm. And you don't often do that with documentaries. No, I mean, there's, there's some documentaries like Making a Murderer. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's my like 10 out of 10. Ooh. Recommend that. So I need to get to the rest but of it. But the only reason I give this one 8 out of 10 is because when I was watching it, I had that expectation of, Cope so, said this is going to be okay, the best okay, thing okay. ever. So, so that I means, came into yeah. it going like, oh, sure, I'll watch it. We've got to watch something. We'll watch this. And yeah. I didn't expect something then, gr- yeah. like, yeah. great. So if, if that had been my case, I probably would have thought it was way better than it was. Okay. But because of that, I was kind of judging it the whole yeah, yeah. time. And I was judging it really harshly. But it still held up. Having said that, even if you've never, yeah, haven't, didn't do your homework, naughty person, <laughs> but you've just heard us talk about it all, I'd still go watch it. Yeah. Like there's something about watching it all connected the dots and it's beautifully done. I reckon even if you knew the story, it's still a pretty good film. I'd watch it again now. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. Um, and it, it's also, even, even, so, even if you know the story, it's put together really well. Right. And here's the thing. I'm not sure if you know this part. Do you know the director's story about this? No. Here's the cool thing, right? So this story existed just because of all these coincidences, correct? And so like yeah. only because the record store owner connected these dots made the calls that he came over and did the shows and those people that lived in that time in South Africa to see him come back and were there that they're the only people that knew that story yeah now the person the documentary guard I don't know his name I should find out his name because he should be credited for this but he was looking for stories to make a documentary and it was only because he when he was in South Africa he went to that record store and upon making conversations with lots of people he just heard this story come from this record, that record store. Yeah. There. So this story, even though it unfolded, it had been forgotten because it had happened and it's gone. It'd been a couple of years, yeah. Yeah, and so things had happened. But he took that story and he's like, more people need to know about this. And so he did this and he made the documentary about it. But I remember reading this article, he said like, the struggle was real. Like making a documentary is hard. And there's all these funding. And so the funding that he had at one stage got cut. And he's like, he believed in the story so much. He said, no, we need to do this. And so there was at a stage where he had a laptop and all the film on his laptop and he wasn't, didn't have a job anymore and he was on his savings and basically broke and just bootlegging this himself and got through that hard bit and submitted it to the festivals and then it took off. But there was that, that point where he probably should have given up. Probably, but like he won loads of awards for that. Didn't he? I mean, he won only because he pushed through. He didn't know that yeah, was going to happen. He didn't know that was going to happen. But uh, oh, he's unbelievable success. Yeah, because yeah. it like won like BAFTA for the best documentary. Mm-hmm. I think it won at a couple of film mm-hmm. festivals as well. And it is just such a good. It, it's like it's it's a great story and it's really well done. So mm-hmm. it's credit to him. For and it's through. not just a story because it's a cool story. It's a good. St- the story of it being made is amazing. Because here's the thing: that director ended up committing suicide. God, did it? Oh, I hate it when all those stories end up. Because the stress of all this. But it's extremely sad. But because of him, we know this amazing story. And he just... I'm not sure of the exact circumstances. It might have been stressed about other things. But um, it's so sad that it can get to that stage when something so amazing is made. Yeah. But crazy. I think it's just like an amazing thing that it, it got made in the first place. I guess say goodbye. Yeah, we'll say goodbye. Goodbye. Cheers. Howdy!